So hi, Long Grown's Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Todd. And I'm Mason. And we're from Mars Culture. And we're asking some questions today about their new EP, Mishaps of My Mid-20s. Congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about their sponsor so far? Yeah, it's been nuts. Been crazy. Like, we've... Obviously, we've, with the releases before, we put the four singles out, and we weren't entirely sure if we are doing an EP. Um, and it kind of just sort of made itself in the process of us putting these songs out and they were initially res- like received really well and then just to have the new ones sort of have the same response just shows it's like a consistent ep for us and it's yeah really good exciting time yeah the Fuck ep yeah. is fucking incredible it's so yes. good <laughs> thank you so much thank of course much. so is there any meaning behind the ep title or cover art yeah um so Basically, like Todd said, we released four singles earlier in the year. Um, and basically the the songs that we didn't realise we were writing at the time were very subjective to the kind of experiences that we've had over the last year as a band, like with um, managers and the industry and, you know, growing up and... Like members leave the band and stuff. Yeah, it's been... losing friends along the way and stuff. So it's kind of a it's a it's an experience that we've kind of captured um that just sort of came to be by what we were going through essentially it was a very cathartic experience and i think it's kind of got this sort of ebb and flow to it where a lot of people can kind of take what they want from the ep as well and apply it to their own experiences yeah it was like the lyrics were kind of written in a open way where you can attach your own experiences to it rather than subject to like anecdotes of what we've been through sort of thing so and the whole title with mishaps in my mid-20s it was the inevitable things that everyone goes through uh that i know like no one ever tells you about it but when you do experience you like no one actually said your friend group of 10 15 then becomes five and then you're like okay like and you you don't really necessarily realize it's happening until it's happened um and then the artwork is basically as cut out and it's different parts of our faces mm-hmm. all put on. So it's a, basically a metaphor of representation of all of us in this one thing, which is mouth culture. Um, and then we've got these uh, snorkels on, which is basically as avoiding drowning in the uh, mishaps, pretty much. Trying to stay afloat, yeah. as we all are. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Love that. Hell yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the EP? Yeah. Um, so with writing, we 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 all live together, um, and we have like a little home studio where we do a lot of pre-production and demos. It's where we're sat. Um, it's where we're sat nice. right now. You can't really see it. It looks very bare actually, with no instruments yeah. or anything. <laughs> Some studio. <laughs> but yeah, um, the writing process it's 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 kind of it changes a lot, but it it normally starts with an instrumental idea um, where. You know, it's like that same way you have to write like nine bad ideas to get, you know, the tenth is the best one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it just it just kinda happens organically, I guess. But we're always writing, obviously with the studio so accessible for us, like every day we're in there writing and we've got a catalogue of probably like two hundred to three hundred ideas. Like so not all of them are like solid ones, but all potential that we've gone, we've wrote them, we went we'll do something with it eventually. So it's just there in the catalogue sort of thing. And we, me, me and Mason are always doing instrumentals because it's just, it's 
our hobby at the end of the day, not only for the band, just in general. Um, and then Jack comes along and likes to, he's, we kind of changed in a way, like recently he's wanted to do more where we start with a vocal idea and then try and write around it, which we don't normally do. Um, but with Jack's If Melody, it's starting to show that it, we can write in another direction almost from what we've done before, which is kind of interesting for us. So yeah, we're, I think that's what we're going to be pursuing a lot more with the uh, next body of work. Not to dismay anything that we do right now, yeah. but just sort yeah. of like different processes that we're going to try moving forward as well. So, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Well, Makes yeah. sense. All right. Uh, so what song off this EP took longest to write and which one is each of your own personal favorite? Oh, I just want to write. I think it was Sunny Smile. It was. It was. Yeah, I think with Sunny Smile, it was, we had like the the initial idea, but there was a lot of different chorus ideas that went into it, different grooves, uh, different lyrics, different melodies, uh, until I think we'd gone crazy trying to figure it out because songs at the end of the day, like they're never finished. They're just like a puzzle piece. And then you listen to it and you go, okay, yeah, that's it. But you know, you could, you can work on a song forever. Yeah. And um, yeah, we just went through loads of different versions of the chorus until we finally got the one where we were like, yo, that is, just has that tan like, non-tangible feeling that you just know yeah. it's that that's the one that it sounds like it should be there sort of thing and, and it becomes a frustrating process because i don't think you've made the song you want to make until you hate it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like it's yeah. you go through it's like we go through it so often where we're like well mostly jack really where he's like I don't like the idea anymore. And we're just like, oh god! It's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> the guitar riff is so good. <laughs> um, like, at what point do you guys kind of know when to stop, or do you guys not even know kind of when to stop? It's it's we we deadlines deadlines. <laughs> deadlines. Well, yeah, yeah those help. Yeah. That plays a huge part. But I think collectively, we all we always have the same response because we'll we'll carry on working on something until we're at that point where we'll we'll bounce it down export it and then we'll go downstairs to the kitchen get into a different room and we'll like play it out of alexa or we'll go play it in our car and if if we're all like this is sick and we're all like bouncing our heads or whatever the vibe is that we're trying to capture on that song we all kind of just know yeah that we're like this is it and then we know we get to take it to the studio now and make it even better mm -hmm. which is a whole other thing because like working with jamie on this ep the demos they're almost like lo-fi versions of the songs that we made for the mm -hmm. EP. they're like the production is drastically different and a lot of the stuff that we demo does make it to the record as well mm -hmm. um but yeah jamie's just amazing at like bringing our vision to life he just he fully, he just fully understands, understands it, it yeah Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And uh personal favorites off the EP. You go first. Uh okay, two two different ones for two different reasons. So mm -hmm. my favorite one to play and like experiencing it and writing it was again because it was one that it felt different to what we'd wrote before, and especially when we went to the studio and recorded it from the demo, it was like holy shit when it, it was we we love the song originally from the demo and then listen back to the demo, you kind of go, I don't even, not like that, but like in comparison to what it was in the end, um, was for me, it was like a really, just a really nice moment to be like, oh, wow, we actually made that sort of thing. Um, and then mishaps for, just for the emotional reason for it, it was a, basically a song about 
as our experience in what how we were uh like talking with each other and dealing with each other um in certain situations which sometimes got a bit nasty which it does when you're around each other all the time um and because we live together and we're doing all this together it's like you do get on top of each other and it's, it's hard to balance that yeah. sort of life um so for me that song is a nice one to listen to 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 understand that we're all on the same page and we all know what we want from this sort of thing so yeah Oh. oh yeah it beautifully said thank you man. Yeah. <laughs> um, i mean I, I was gonna say again for the exact reason that todd said um obviously i can't pick that now so i would probably say it does change a lot um but i'd probably say cherry red rage just because we'd always wanted to write like our rock song our punk song sort of thing like just that rage energy and we just want to throw down live and everyone jumping around and stuff and i think when we initially got that demo that isn't kind of too far off the vibe of the real thing it's just like with tones and stuff when we had that demo we were like oh my god we've actually done it like this is it and then when we released it and started playing it live and stuff it just it translated so well to how we all felt about the song when you know like we encapsulated that rage moment if you will yeah um, but yeah for for that reason that we just get to rock the fuck out with that song and it's all we've ever wanted to do with a song to be honest yeah. <laughs> we got we had some uh videos some dude from i can't remember his name now but he from he was in malta and he was just driving in his car and like this old beat down car and the scenery was like amazing he's just got rage on it he's just fully just head back got, like, got the windows <laughs> down and it was like oh my yeah. fucking god that's was like amazing the perfect situation for that track and it was yeah, yeah. it's sick Absolutely. <laughs> i love that hell yeah um so where was your headspace at while you guys were writing the cp all over the shelf yeah all wow. over the shelf yeah <laughs> like, like like i said about the like the concept behind the title and everything it was going into 2023 it was a very uncertain time because we, you know, we just had two members leave the band, like two core members that we started the band with. Um, so, you know, that left me, Jack and Todd being like, shit, like, what are we going to do? Like, we've got to figure a lot of stuff out here. Mm-hmm. And we just ended up just going into the studio and just putting everything into that. And then as the year went on, you know, we had ups, we had downs, we had, we had a manager kind of, legal battle if you will oh, um, oh god which if, if you listen to sharp bait that is what that song is about and we wrote sharp bait a week before we went to the studio yeah. and that became the lead single so the year was very like, very very up very and down but i think it was very necessary for us to all experience that because you know it's it's thickened our skin it's opened our eyes to a lot of things and we're not as naive as I guess we used to be. Yeah, I think just a lot more savvy to the industry and how it works. Because I think you always have this glorified idea of how everything is. And then you get the like the reality check. <laughs> and our reality check was a bit, a bit of a scary one, wasn't it? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. so we, uh, we obviously wrote that song in, because that's what we do whenever we go through shit we just write about it. And mm. I think some people are often like worried to come around our house because like if they ever do anything, say if they have like a drunken, like bad night or something, like, oh God, they're going to write a song about it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, beware coming over to come <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but yeah it's, um, 
Yeah, I think it was very necessary for us to all go through that and also heal from it because, like I said, it's thick in our skin and it's it's only brought us closer together now. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, so are you guys able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this EP, positive or negative? I've got one, a, okay. a very niche one. Okay. One song, it's for Sunny Smile. Um, I basically... We'd wrote it, and it's quite a difficult bass part on, in the sense of just hand like structure of how you've got to hold your hands for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I'd practiced it before the studio was on a smaller bass guitar and with my fingers. Mm-hmm. Got to the studio, and like within I think maybe ten minutes, like Jay, my producer was like, "Yeah, try it on the other bass, which was a lot bigger, and uh, use a pick." And I was like, "Okay, cool, shit." <laughs> it's like <laughs> even though it's you get it's like in my brain and I know how to play it was just it became very much like my hands were just like cramping up and I was like oh god and when you're under a pressure where you've got to get shit done we've got like two days at the studio to get all the drums done and the bass of like three songs so like your head space is like right I need to get this one done by then and then when you've got that deadline it's like oh god it's creeping up on you so it was a probably the most stressful one for me to record but once I got like the first verse out of the way. It was kind of it was like more relaxed, but it was that first verse. It was a bit of a bit of a killer. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably other than that. It's been all of our sessions at the studio have been so. Jamie makes it like such a nice environment, and I think that's the most important thing is when you go into those spaces. The with the time constraints and the pressure, it can sometimes be not a nice atmosphere. But every single time we've gone with him, he makes it so comfortable, and you just yeah, it just feels great because then. You, you can really channel what you want the songs to sound like and you can experiment and without worrying about, oh, I need to get this done by then or whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Anything, anything to add, Mason? <laughs> I fully agree with what Tom said. I didn't know if you had a, a separate memory or not. We're, we're, we're so on the same page, you see. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Mason's just the magician on the guitar, so he never struggles with anything. He's just... Oh, yeah, next bit, next bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour at a gas station for a rest stop. What was your snack of choice? Snack of choice, um, probably barbecue pop chips. Barbecue mm. pop chips, yeah. They're they're they like char- as well, I think. They're extortionate, <laughs> you know, a service station over here in the UK, but when when I can afford them, that's yeah. my go to, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably, I don't know, I'd probably get an iced coffee before anything. Before any food, I'd get an iced coffee. And then I'd, what's really good with an iced coffee? I'd have a, a Greg's. If it's got a Greg's, then we're going Greg's. So I'd probably <laughs> say I, I get a vegan sausage roll, but 95% of the time they aren't warm because they've been there all day and no one oh. buys them. Yeah. So, so it's kind of <laughs> hit or miss with Greg's. Yeah. You, you, it's a lucky day if you get a hot vegan sausage roll. If you can take anything from this interview, it's that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so for these last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. Great. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I thought you were about the record label then. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Last last meal and drink. Mm-hmm. I would say a seafood linguine. Okay. 
with a pint of Guinness. All right. Nice. Solid. Nice. Genuinely. Nice. It's a lot of calories, so it's good as yeah. that. I don't think the Guinness, I don't <laughs> think the Guinness would probably, you know, marry well with the seafood linguine, but that's it's your last one. You don't that's know what I'd have. Right. Yeah, who the fuck cares about pairings, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, have a, I'd have a Sunday dinner. A sun, uh, I don't know if you're over in America, but Sunday dinner is just basically potatoes. It's like your um, Thanksgiving dinner, pretty much, I think. But we have oh. it every have yeah. it every Sunday. Yeah, we have it every Sunday. Oh, wow. Um, and then I just have that. But then I'd add pigs and blankets because Ooh. they're normally only at Christmas. So I'm going to go special occasion. It's death row, isn't it? It's a special. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd have the pigs and blankets. Um, yeah. And then I'd have uh, a glass of like stupidly expensive red wine that I wouldn't enjoy. But the fact that I'm drinking it, I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice and expensive. This is delicious. Feels fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You'll choke it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've done a best Every single person that we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Favorite color? Blue. Mm-hmm. Blue. Yellow. Yep. Goddamn right. Yellow is the best color. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It um, has changed recently. It was blue for a while. It's changed. But, but yellow, yellow is my new number one. Okay, good. I had an internal like monologue of discussing. Yeah, he's just my he's, color he's, he's been looking at yellow. This, took the, he's been looking at this yellow hoodie the whole time. Yeah, I haven't yeah. looked at it yeah. once. I've just been obsessed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going on tour uh, end of Feb and March uh, UK tour. So if there's any UK listeners then please grab a ticket. There's a couple ones that are free, so you can even get down there. I, they're probably going to get really busy, so get down there early. Um, we have loads of merch on our store on www.mouthculture.co.uk. Um, Com works as well. I'm working on some URL thing there, but I don't know what's going on, but you should be able to find it. And yeah, stream mishaps in my mid-20s, because like you said, it's fucking sick. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thank you for Sal. It's been Todd Mason from Mouth Culture, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.